Football on off the ball. With Sky. All the football you love in one place. Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports. Now then, football show coming at you. Dion Fanning of The Currency here in studio again. Hello, I've seen lots of you. You have, Joe. Sunday paper review. And now here we are again. So England have topped their group. Very convincing 3-0 winners against Wales this evening. There were two goals from Marcus Rashford, who is joint top scorer now at the tournament. Two goals from Marcus Rashford. Phil Foden, who started. Gareth Southgate warned that he was becoming a fixation around the English team of late. But Phil Foden did start nonetheless, scored a goal. And so 3-0 win. And then the USA beat Iran 1-0. So it's England and the US who go through from Group B. Earlier on today, Netherlands 2-0 winners against Qatar. They were well and truly put out of their misery. And Senegal 2-1 winners against Ecuador. So Netherlands will play USA. And I need to double check. I was about to say presumably England will play Senegal. Senegal. Yeah, that's right. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Okay, very good. So there we are. I didn't really get to see much of this game outside of one corner of one eye. I was live on the air. I must say, anytime I glanced up, England were in control of either the ball or creating a chance or having a touch in the uh, Welsh box. I think in the first half, England had 16, 17 touches in the Welsh box. Wales had none. Mm. So 3-0, a fairly good reflection of the game, even though it was nil all at half time. Yeah, uh, at half time. You couldn't say that Wales were in it, but you could say that maybe England weren't. You you're looking at it then and thinking on after, on the back of the USA result of performance, is there kind of is there something to be worried about for England or to be concerned about for England? And then they came out in the second half and just got the goals that they really did deserve. Mm. Um, Rashford free kick the first. Yeah, well, you know now. Ward in, 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 you know, obviously Hensley was sent off against Iran and Ward was really, probably should have done better for at least two of them. Okay. Um, certainly, I think that free kick, he should have done better. As Kieran Trippier said, and it was, I mean, it's uh, like a hot cup of milk. It was very comforting to have talk about the ball being too light at a major tournament again. So he was saying the ball is a touch too light as one explanation as to why we haven't had free kicks at this World Cup. And he was saying, just you get the sense that if you really put a lot of power into it, the ball is liable to fly away, he said. And then he added, it's completely up to us to get to grips with it. It's not a big problem. It's just, you know, we're training with it every day. We should be doing better with it. So it's on us. But he did say the ball is uh, different. So um, there is that. But Rashford obviously yeah. got the knife. No, he did. And well, they took they took their chance as well. And, they, and, and Foden scored, obviously. Um, Harry Kane assist. Harry Kane assist, uh, and I think it's. Um, but I think Wales were really, really poor. Um, it does feel like, like it's a great achievement for them to get to the get to the World Cup. But it's interesting that he picked. Bale went off. I don't know at halftime. I don't know if that was an injury or what. But he had, had done nothing in the first half. He picked everyone. He picked Ramsey. He picked like, who who has done nothing in the tournament. And again, it maybe is that sense of. A swan song for these players. Just feel the golden generation is yeah done. And now Bale denied, you know, didn't was asked if he was this going to be his could be his last game for Wales, and he said no. But I think there is that sense with this team now that uh, um, they they've had their you know the, the 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 players that drove them to these tournaments are have reached the end now, and that was very very clear in in this match. We were reading. <coughs> Wayne Rooney's column in the Sunday Times at the weekend for the Sunday paper review and it's interesting in that he was saying that 
he thought men should come out that Rice should have a defensive partner with him. He said Henderson or Phillips doesn't matter overly in this instance this evening. It was Henderson alongside Rice. Bellingham should play in that midfield position just ahead of Rice and Henderson. Mount come out. That would allow, he said Rice is much better with a defensive partner. That would allow the likes of Walker and Shaw this evening to push on. And uh, it looks like Gareth Southgate did that, which is kind of interesting. And then, of course, Rashford and Foden started alongside Kane. Saka out, Sterling out. And both scored. So Rashford scored twice. Foden comes on, scores, Mm. or starts and scores. And I just had a quick listen to the BBC panel at full time there. Shearer and Williams and... Ian Rush, by the way, is back in a big way. (laughs) My goodness. When did this... I didn't get the memo about Ian Rush. I think they felt, again, I think we did... We can't keep referring to what we talked about on Sunday, but we did mention that there is this... I think they needed to feel they had two Welsh... uh, people on the panel it's like John Hartson disgusted this evening I'd say uh, Rio Ferdinand there as well and it was interesting Shearer was making the point England so much choice you know they're getting a bit excited England so much choice I mean everyone, so many players in form etc and my thought was slightly negative thought this is really bad for Gareth Southgate there is a paradox of choice aspect here it now means unless England win the World Cup that regardless of what choices Southgate makes there will be a real sense that there was a better combination available and if a better manager had made different decisions more could have been unlocked and it doesn't even matter if Seke does the right thing or the wrong thing there'll be a strong argument oh you took out Sterling you took out Saka you put in phone. Mm. Saka was very good would have worked you know why did you why did you listen to the media <clears throat> or why didn't you listen to the media so yeah it's gonna be, I think already if I'm if I'm Southgate I'd be thinking I'm screwed. Here. Well, you see, I think, <laughs> it, but there, yeah, but I think there, there is some. You look at England's form going into the World Cup and the way they've approached matches, and there, and and also the fact of how they lost the final of the Euros, and they were so negative in that game, and that is why there is this, there is this sort of bubbling discontent with Southgate. Now they look like they they should get you know. Uh, they should beat Senegal. Mm. Should get be in a, in a quarter final, and then and then then we'll see. But I think there is there is a, a, a kind of reason for some of the frustration. Yet there's something about the way it has been framed around Foden in this instance that seems almost kind of like they're doing it by numbers. It's a, it's a gross oversimplification. But, but Foden should be Foden should be Foden is. An exceptional player, like what every like it's a strange thing because everything that everyone's saying about Foden is correct. True, true yeah. Southgate said in the media today, the back pages of various papers, this is becoming a fixation. Yeah, it? it is. I think that's it, and it's just because it becomes very simplified. And and but but at the same time, it is it is also true. Two things simultaneously, yeah. like it is a simplification. But actually, Foden is the best of all of them, in my view. Mm. Um. And I think there are certain arguments used by Southgate which really don't have merit in terms of international football. Like he uses the example in, in Manchester City, he pl- where he plays, he plays and he plays wide. Uh, you know, De Bruyne has said that, Guardiola has said that that's where where, where suits which suits him better now. There's a kind of a sense at Manchester City that the elements that he's need- that are needed to play centrally aren't there yet. Um, I don't think that matters as much at international football. I don't think I, I don't fully buy it either. I mean, no, but why does, wouldn't why wouldn't De Bruyne say it and why wouldn't Guardiola say it? Phil Foden strikes me as one of the most adaptable footballers I can think of. But if there's if there are weaknesses in his game, they're not they're more much more likely to be exposed in the Premier League than they are against uh, 
Wales or or Senegal. Let's are, be honest. What are these weaknesses? Well, you know, maybe maybe he switches off occasionally. He doesn't do some of the things um, that is required if you're playing centrally. But I don't think they're hugely important. But equally, Foden. It's not a question of like get Foden in, get Foden in. It 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 Foden Foden not being central to it. Yeah, tells you a lot about Gareth Southgate, it, yeah. as does to a different degree the Trent Alexander-Arnold debate now uh, like Trent Alexander-Arnold that's justifiable actually well, well he's made so many he, he's made so many yeah. defensive lapses yeah. that you can that, that he doesn't have much of a case on, in that point of view Cham- but at Champions the same League, f- Champions League final with the perfect encapsulation of those types of games high level opposition a mistake like that is yeah but fatal. even but even when England were struggling against USA it was kind of a, it was kind of now it does say it does point to all those mistakes having kind of erased them from people's memories, but it was kind of str- str- strange that he still wasn't very he wasn't mentioned much as one of the pl- players they should be sending for in those situations. Now he came on in this game, yeah, but he is an, he's an exceptional exceptionally talented player too. But Foden is really the player I think you you, you should be looking at and going why. What 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 wrong turn have you taken? And let's dig in. So say, take the switching off point, which would be like a common thing that would be said about a player of Foden's type. There is not a better, more tuned in presser in the Premier League than Phil Foden. Mm. He has never not sprinted to an opposition player. He is never not thinking in those terms. So the switching off point, I don't buy it. I genuinely can't imagine a position Phil Foden wouldn't be brilliant in, bar maybe centre half. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, but I, I think there is probably a thing, uh, like Manchester City have a, f- a feeling that whatever they, you know, whatever way they, they cre- you know, the, the, their team is structured, he is better coming from a wide position, and that's how they've done it. I think you can, I think that those, that those reasons that they have for the pre- in the Premier League or Champions League are really diminished in in, in a lot of international football matches because it doesn't you know, you're not going to be punished the way you would be there I also don't see like I mean so Sterling or Saka they're playing in the position Phil Foden plays for mm. Man City he just should be in ahead of them yeah would Man City well, look yeah. at Sterling and say I wish he was back would they take Saka over Foden no they wouldn't not in a million years so I, like it's not even as if Southgate is playing a formation that is completely alien to what Foden does. There, there are two man. positions there that Foden could fill. Yeah, and then Saka or Sterling. But then, and then Mason, see, Mason Mount then is the player that uh, that Southgate loves because he is the kind of obedient. Yeah, um, but you, and you can still have Rice and another, say it's Bellingham and Mount in front of them if that's the way he's going to do it. If he's feeling adventurous, mm. and you still have room to take out Sterling or Saka. So I, I genuinely am perplexed. Now I'm oversimplifying it, but it is now that you've got me on the Foden plane <laughs> we've, here. We've gone on the Foden. It is it, very odd. The simple question is, would Pep Guardiola swap Phil Foden for Sterling or Saka? No. No. Southgate would. Well, yeah, I think, well, I think I, w- I would have Saka in the team as well. Same. And then Sterling's very good for England and like one makes wonderful runs and is still a very good player. But he's not Phil Foden. No, he's not. And that, but that comes back to the point. Why? Why are we like this? Is the this is the thing that is more interesting about the film? Why is is he, why is he the subject of this discussion when he shouldn't be? Like he, Foden should be like Harry Kane, 
mm. uh, in this England squad. Mm. Like that's the, the that's the thing that's interesting about Phil Foden, um, and why. And and why the kind of the slight the kind of this kind of screeching about it is is kind of strange isn't strange but it's also it's kind of like this is what this is what we do as a player we should be demanding the inclusion of but actually the fact that he isn't just uh, it's a kind of an, an every an everyday member of the England team of the first eleven yeah is the curious thing and that and I do feel I I take your point I don't I don't think it's necessarily that. Southgate, whatever happens, he's gonna he's gonna be in trouble unless they win the World Cup. But I think <laughs> there is there is there is a precedent in in how he's managed that gives you that would give you concern if you're England mm. in terms of w- what are they gonna do when they when they reach the knockout stage and need to take that step mm. because I do I do feel Southgate's first instinct would always be deeply cautious. Yeah, look, unless this is Jimmy Greaves all over again and Southgate is proper genius perhaps but even if Sergei puts Foden in the team I still think there'll be a degree of oh you had so many more options so many players in form you should have gone more offensive I think no matter what he does even if Foden comes into the team so many English players are in form now he's goosed yeah always be a nagging sense there was more in the group well well, yeah and I whatever he does with the whatever players he picks he is also responsible for what he tells what what he tells him to do. Sure. So he may well be deservedly goosed. I'm just saying he's goosed either way. <clears throat> I think he's yeah. Like now, I was thinking at half time. I was thinking he's really goosed here because England are <laughs> and England are looking. If England don't win this convincingly, because Wales are so bad now, they've a, a three nil win, six two win, and nil nil against so, a USA team, which it turns out are probably not too bad at all. No, they were they were much better than Iran tonight. You like, flicked over to watch more yeah, of that I was game. Watching, well, that was yeah. They were both on, and I was just drawn. That game was much more dramatic um, because it was only one nil. There was a bit of jeopardy in it. Yeah. Iran needed a goal. There were nine. There was nine minutes of injury time, which is always good. Standard. I well, I, I was getting a bit annoyed there. I felt felt they were kind of they were backsliding on the injury time because of ridiculous complaints from people. Let me. <laughs> yeah. We're getting more football. Pulisic with the goal on 38 minutes. I saw Tyler Adams was booked. I was thinking, was there a degree of revenge for the press conference yesterday? I didn't see that booking on 43 minutes. There was, I mean, did the game, as uh, the portion of the game that you watched, did it reflect any of the extraordinary backdrop? No, I didn't seem to. No, there was. It was a tough game, but it didn't seem there was a couple of incidents where actually the players seemed to be. Uh, on quite good terms with each other. It wasn't, it didn't seem to be the, uh, didn't seem to be carried over. They weren't, they weren't uh, making the same statements that, um, that are, you know, the Iranian journalists were, were asking, you know, Tyler Adams to make. And, yeah. Uh, so what did I, you make of all that? I don't remember a press conference like it. Well, I think we, I think there was a very obvious uh, point to it. Like this is the whataboutery World Cup. Yeah. Really is. Um, and they they wanted to make the, the point that there are there are, they wanted to make a point about the, the criticism of what's happening in Iran, mm-hmm. uh, aided by Carlos Queiros, uh, who is actually a disgrace. He really is a disgrace. Yeah, I didn't think I'd spend so much time thinking or talking about Carlos Queiros at the outset of this World Cup. Yeah, he's no. um, he's really gone. Yeah, he has. Self out there yeah. on behalf of the Iranian government. Yeah. And um, 
and and found kind of willing you know people willing to take it up and w- willing to be distracted by the stuff he's been been throwing out maybe that's people are reporting he's he's a coach of Iran people are, are going to report it yeah. but i think the stuff i thought the, i thought the usa team handled it pretty well yesterday and people can ask it i, I like I, I don't think there's any um equivalence between what's going on in iran and the issues that you know Gun crime, yeah, in gun crime in America, which is horrific, and there is, there is, there is, it, there is something there, but it is not, it is not, there is not an equivalence between the two. Yeah, um, and it was a kind of an extraordinary attempt to, to, to try and make that. And again, as I say, this has been the theme that's been that we've, you know, we might talk about uh, Richard Keyes and, and Andy Gray and Piers Morgan later, but they were, you know, Richard Keyes was 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 engaging in some spectacular whataboutery in that interview as well, mm. and um, I think that was that was what the Iranian Iranian media were trying to do before the before the before the game. Mm. State-run media. I think it's all state. Well, probably mainly. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I would have thought so. I just would have thought it was so odd to look at what's going on there. 18,000 arrests, 400 going on, 500 deaths. Look at look what's happened to the player. The player, what the players have done, like this is the thing, is what the Iranian players have done has been incredible. Yeah, and even that's a more complicated picture than we had thought because we had brilliant journalist on from the New York Times who's covered the situation for several years and this was the Monday or Tuesday after the England game and we were saying, wow, extraordinary scenes mm. and what's been the reaction in Iran? And there were stories of the English girls being cheered in cafes all over Iran and people honking their horns afterwards and screaming six because they look at the Iranian team or certain, and, and again, it's hard to do an opinion poll, but mm. certainly a big portion of people in Iran looked at the football team and saw their non-singing and said, that's fine, that's not nearly enough your disgrace for being out there playing football in the first place, you should have boycotted the World Cup. Right. We're thrilled you got beaten. Yeah. So even that's yeah. a nuanced enough yeah. uh, picture, you know, the, the non-singing, well, what have you done for us lately? Right. So yeah, I mean, yeah. there's complication yeah, upon yeah. complication all over the place. Yeah, but they're also, they, they yeah, the, the, yeah, I, I, you know, that's... But it was still, a, I, still I still think it's but a it's also they thing they, for the they, players. And to they took on. some great, they took some, I think they took some personal risks. Big time. By doing it. Journalist, we spoke to said as much. Yeah, their families, th- them personally. Yeah, so I think that's the thing. Yeah, uh, and I think that's the thing that is important. I they, obviously that point that if Iranian people feel that that they shouldn't even be there, that's you can't. That's a point that has to be understood and acknowledged. But I I don't think it it, it diminishes the the risk they've taken and the bravery of the players themselves. They're oddly um, like it's all at odds a little bit with. Carlos Kirdo has been very defensive of the country and mm. I guess by extension the regime. So Who curious pays Carlos Kirdo's wages? Yeah. I'm so curious to know what the dynamic is there when yeah. they're risking I guess their family's safety or maybe their own safety and Carlos is saying well what about gun shooting and yeah, things aren't so I bad know. here. You know? Yeah no it was it was a strange um, there was a strange gap between the two but I'm not, not that I'm not that surprised. Yeah. Like I said I just thought the journalists the Iranian journalists, the motivation there was odd. Um, they're that perturbed by US visa policy and the pronunciation of Iran 
but uh, seemingly not asking more difficult questions maybe of but again that's country. that is that is the theme that is how how any of these issues when they've been addressed have uh, that has been the kind of a common way of people responding mm. we'll talk about Keys and Gray they um, did an interview with Piers Morgan they're first in uh, 10 years I think to so, so easy. I was surprised media. by that that was news to me is it like the Des Kelly one that often pops up on YouTube the last one mm. Richard Keyes did um, before we do that just to, on the day's football Senegal 2 Ecuador 1 Netherlands 2-0 winners against Qatar so Netherlands and Senegal as we said go through the other big footballing story of course of the day uh, Ronaldo as the heartbeat monitor graphic showed did not get even a scintilla of a hair to the ball Adidas more than happy to come out and deny Nike icon Ronaldo <sighs> the goal so, so that, that was the saga of the last uh, 24 hours have you ever, ever cared less about a story <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Ronaldo has that ability to make you care about things that you think I really don't care about only because you can, because he seems so invested in it. And then when, when there was a story that the Portu- Portuguese FA were going to be producing evidence to FIFA to demonstrate that he'd scored it. Wow. And there was a piece, I think, in The Athletic. Now, obviously, Ronaldo, if he scored that goal, he equaled Eusebio's uh I think World Cup record is that, um, right. and uh, I think there was there was some there was like, he 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 wanted that goal, but the the reluctance of any of the players to actually say that he hadn't scored it was quite amusing, <laughs> um, and uh, and you know clearly you you get an insight into the dynamic there, but. Um, it was it was it was you know, heartbreaking in the end that, <laughs> that it was taken away from him. Uh, we'll take a short break. We will uh, chat some Richard Keys, Andy Gray, Piers Morgan, and a bit more of the football in just one moment. Rachel Daly is a striker. The end. The Koi Gig Pod on OTB Sports. She's got great passing range. She scores goals. She's great in the air. Brilliant in the air. Yeah. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. Football on off the ball. With Sky. All the football you love in one place. Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports. Welcome back. If you're just tuning in, England and USA go through from Group B to the last 16. England 3-0 winners against Wales. Two goals from Marcus Rashford, one from Phil Foden. Both of them started the game either side of Harry Kane. USA 1-0 winners against Iran. And so it's Netherlands, Senegal, England and USA who are through on day nine of the World Cup. So I think many of us make Richard Keyes' blog appointment reading anytime it arises doesn't happen often enough he should really be doing a daily one that is yeah. the only complaint you could make of it sometimes he goes twice weekly yeah the good weeks yeah Monday morning Monday lunchtime and then hopefully a bonus Piers Morgan has sat down with Ronaldo Richard Keyes and Andy Gray in recent weeks so it's been a boom time uh, for him so this kind of uh, they're sitting down outside somewhere in Qatar and Doha I presume and they make the point this is your first TV interview in a decade and Piers says, why me? <laughs> let's get this off to it. You know, enough about you. Let's talk about me. Why me? And uh, the lads are sitting there and looking very relaxed and say, well, look, we like your style. And, you know, you're a bit Marmite, but we like your style. And Keyes does say we've been a tad bruised, as you might imagine, from the whole fallout from 2011. So we withdrew entirely from 
British media until I guess this interview, which I kind of hadn't thought of in the case, but maybe it was. And they add that you were very fair on this World Cup. And then Morgan asks about the legitimate concerns people have about the World Cup. And Andy Gray straight away says, agreed totally. But then they talk about the hypocrisy and we don't remember the same outcry over Russia. Key says the criticism has been racist. Uh, Gray talks about how the country of 2022 bears no resemblance to 10 years ago. And he mentions the Cathala system and they're modifying everything and they're trying to move on. Maybe they're doing it too slowly. Uh, Morgan asks a very good question then. He says, OK, what would you criticise? Mm. And there's a bit of a pause. And Andy Gray says, a few more golf courses. <laughs> ha ha ha. <laughs> uh, all three find funny. Yeah. And Keys, to be fair, says all the things you mentioned. Although he says the pace can't be dictated by the West. And then they get into... 2011 and their dismissal at Sky. Do you regret what you said? And straight away both say yes, of course. Richard Key says, in private I questioned whether a female lineswoman would know the offside rule and he says, I would add though, she made a number of errors in the first half and I insisted we didn't show them. And he then talked about the fallout and having to call her and she said to him, oh come on, it's just banter. And Key says this a few times in this interview. Mm. He says, now, I'd never heard of the word banter. <laughs> he blames. If Sean Massey hadn't used this word. He comes back to this on several occasions. He would never have uttered the immortal line. It was he, just banter. He can't tweet anything without the replies all being about banter. So he wants to make it clear that was not his word. And he said to Sean Massey, listen, I know it was just banter, as you say, but this is blowing up. I've got to make a, an official apology. And she said, OK, and he apologised. And then she said, I made a few mistakes in the first half. Thanks for not showing them, is his recollection of the phone call. And then Keyes again says, I hate the banter word. But, you know, it was her word. And then the, the three of them agree that which of us would survive if private conversations were made public. I thought the most sincere and affecting part of the conversation was when they talked about the fallout. And Richard Keyes was saying that he just could not get his head around the fallout, the fire. It was incredible couple of weeks. And Andy Gray then talks about feeling suicidal. And he talks about how he had, you know, great life, 17 years as a professional, 20 years on Sky. And he said, if it weren't for his wife, I don't know what I would have done. And he said on one day in particular, he had very uh, specific thoughts very specific thoughts. And at that point in the interview, he got emotional. You could see this was very real. Um, I would have said he was close to tears. He was breaking up and it was genuinely affecting. I mean, to go through something like that, whether you deserve to be sacked or not, is horrific for anyone. And so, uh, you know, he, he, he took it very, very badly. And Keyes at that point says, me too. You've no idea. Now, he didn't get as emotional. No. Um, I think he's, he, he, he get the impression I do anyway, that Gray is maybe a touch more sensitive and has said before that Keyes has the backside of rhinoceros, his, his yeah. phrase of, of Keyes. Um, Morgan then asked him an interesting question. Was it wrong that you lost your job? To which Andy Gray said, well, let me turn it back on you. Do you think it's wrong? Yeah. We lost the job. And Piers... Morgan says, I feel like it was an overreaction. And he mentioned Carrot Brady, Karen Brady after the uh, cat kicking business and how second chance was, had been something she had talked about after the, the cat yeah. kicking, but didn't remember that happening in the case of you two. And he says there was a feeding frenzy. 
And so on balance, I think Morgan's saying maybe you shouldn't have lost your job. And then the conclusion, or if, before they get into talking about who's going to win the World Cup, again, I thought it was a good, good question. Like you're kind of watching this from the interviewer's mm. position sometimes. Morgan turns to them and said, who let you down most in the world of football? It's not a boring question. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah. good. And they won't name names, <laughs> but plenty did. Uh, they won't name names. And then again, I thought a, a, an affecting moment is Andy Gray, a little bit emotional again, talked about being in his kitchen, sieged by press and really in a very bad place. And suddenly, you know, the gate opens at the bottom of the driveway and a motorbike screeches up and he's thinking, what's going on here? And motorbike, you know, he comes out to the front door, motorbike comes right up and it's a neighbour of his, Andy Townsend, mm. who has a spare helmet and says, come on, I'm getting you out of here, hop on the bike. And you can tell Gray's quite affected by the memory and it meant a lot to him. And Richard Keyes says he's still very angry about the whole thing. He carries anger in, in his back There's pocket. a little bit of anger. So that's a, I'd say that's a kind of summation of what was not, you know, like they're an interesting pair, are they not? They are. Um, it was a kind of disappointing interview in some ways because I think an awful lot of it we, we've heard. Sure. And, you know, I, like the, the, what happened to them isn't really that, that obviously it's, it's, it's pivotal to their lives, but for the rest of us, been well digested. It's been well digested, yeah. and you know we move, we've moved. We've how many? We've moved on through just eleven. Yeah, you know, we've, we've moved on through plenty of media storms since then. Yeah, and it is one of those kind of uh, interesting aspects of these phenomena that um, you know we we consume them all, and then the minute they're done, you can kind of forget. What were, what, what were the I, like? I I've, I've encountered people who've been in the, the eye of these storms, and you see them afterwards, and you know. You kind of go, you're trying to jog your memory. What was it that they did or what yeah. was it that happened to them? I, I find with these two, this is one of the scandals that's endured. Vividly. Well, that's because that's because Keezy writes his blog about it every no. week. <laughs> and There's a bit of that, but I still just, it was so huge at the time. And even The Athletic did a piece a couple of months ago, like 10 years on, revisited. Like yeah. an oral history of different people involved. Mm. It's like the most read thing for... Right. But you see, it's funny when you say they say they have nothing to do with the British media. I know, like Jack Pitt Brook did have an interview with Keys a while ago. I think before he went to the Athletic, maybe their first broadcast. Well, maybe it's their broadcast, but uh, they have done a couple of things. Yeah, Um, and you know, but but I think for um, people who follow the Keys blog, and there's a very interesting dynamic between the two of them. And I agree with you about Andy Gray as well. He does seem to be a slightly more sensitive. And even the way he addressed the, the way he talked about Qatar seemed to be a bit more open to the idea that this was a place that uh, needed to change. <laughs> Whereas Richard Keyes, there's a fantastic moment in the interview when he talks about getting a job offer in Qatar when the, when they got sacked. By, well, he resigned from Sky and Andy Gray, but... but he didn't want to bring that on Qatar. Yeah, that was like that was ama- like they just been awarded the World Cup. There was a lot of fuss going on. He didn't say these words, but like it was essentially, I didn't, I didn't want to bring more pressure on the state of Qatar, the the the, the, the multi-billion, incredibly wealthy mm. oil oil state of Qatar. Didn't need the, you know Richard Keys arriving over there. I think they probably could have handled it. Because he does say so. It cost me two jobs. Cost me two. <laughs> cost me two jobs, but. 
I think, yeah, so the interview itself, like you, you mentioned the Karen Brady thing. When he brought up Karen Brady, I kind of was like, oh, here we go, mm. popcorn. Yeah. Because Karen Brady, as anyone who reads the Keys blogs, will know features regularly. A regular pinata. Regular drive-by. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, is, is Karen Brady. Yeah. He went more easy on her there than he did. He didn't, he didn't, blogs. he didn't really, he didn't, he didn't bite on it at all. Mm. But, so there was nothing, but it is the dynamic of them and I do find it interesting, you know, little things like is Richard Keyes who makes the official, like he calls Sean Massey, and, you know, and he makes the official apology on behalf of himself and Andy. Now, why can't Andy Gray pick up the phone? Yeah, I always wondered that. You know, why, what's, why is he acting? And there is seem to be that kind of dynamic where, as you say, maybe it is because Andy Gray is a more sensitive so, mm. um, so Although that might lead you to be more inclined to pick up the phone. Maybe, yeah, but he doesn't. But he, the Richard Richard Keys is there making. I must now make an official. Like it's all sounds so ridiculous. Unless I'm now going to make the official apology. Yeah, Sean. maybe Andy apologizes and didn't feel the need to make it public or official. make it official. Um, it was interesting when they were asked as well. Would you consider coming back and working in England? Mm. Yes, they bloody would. Was the yeah. Subtext of, well, initially I wouldn't, of course, but now look, you know, maybe mm. enough water under the bridge, dot, dot, dot. But I, 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 I maybe that, you know, that now the Qatar has come and gone in Qatar. They're wondering, what are they gonna, longer do we stay out here? Well, that is, yeah, because they do have, like they are the archetypal Doha expats. 67 and 65, maybe yeah. they don't want to keep working. Maybe, but I, yeah, it's, um, no, it would be interesting to see how, now they do, um, you know, they they have a pretty big, uh, like their Premier League show, and it is a great it is a great gig for them because you know. Well, by all accounts, they're watched by more people now than they ever were at yeah. Sky. But it's not the people they want watching them. No, but I think, I think they. But they also have a they have a, a great they have an assembly line of people who they can get out to Doha. Mm. They have um, they have great they have great panels when you see clips of of. Be in sports, they do have great panels. Robbie Keane is out there. Robbie the Keane is out there. Yeah, I saw that on Qatar with um, Ronaldo. Yeah, um, and it's uh, no, it's it's a great look. I think everybody looks forward to that. The, the invite out to you know do do some punditry out in Doha. Mm. It's it's right in the sweet spot for for ex footballers. Mm. So it's um, I don't. They won't come back to me. There's no one. They won't get any. They won't be working in. Like, well, where would they go? Yeah, there's nowhere. There's nowhere they could go. And no, football has done. moved on. And like again, that that point that, that when when Piers like when they asked Piers Morgan, do you think uh, they should have lost their jobs? Like when you think back on it, and you think about the amount of you know there was other videos coming out, there was other stuff yeah. coming out. It was kind of they, they, it was inevitable. It was. Like, it really think, was yeah. inevitable. Because I do remember it so. Well, like it was such a storm and they were such huge names. Yeah. You can forget now. And and really, I'd say, I know Ed Chamberlain for a time and Monday Night Football was, was mm. very celebrated and, and Dave Jones is doing the job mm. now. But I don't think like average number of football fans would as readily spotted Dave Jones as they would like Richard Keyes and Grey were the brand in many respects. Because I vividly remember on the Monday or Tuesday after it all broke, maybe it was Wednesday, like Keyes was going on talk sport. Yeah, the yeah. talk sport interview, ten o'clock in the morning. Mm. A show he subsequently took over with Andy Gray. I don't, know, I can't remember who interviewed him that, but they must. <laughs> I'm sure they have their own thoughts on the whole episode. And uh, it was like, I remember being out in the office, like 
yeah, yeah. internet radio was a new thing but yeah. apparently I can listen to this even though it's uh, you know all the way over there I remember sitting at I think yeah I remember I was actually I think I was in Huddersfield about to interview Kevin Kilban when he was at Huddersfield wow and I was sitting in the car uh, who'd have thought you'd both have spent so much time in this room <laughs> Post Twitter listening to Richard Keys. Yeah, um, but it was it was like th- just the biggest. Yeah, but but also f- you talk about Dave Jones, you talk about Ed Chamberlain, like the way Sky has evolved. I think I think they would see like and you know they they make the point about you know Andy Gray said it about you know I had twenty years working for Sky at a company who were, who were who were revolutionising the coverage of football mm, mm. again. I expected Richard Keyes to interject and say mainly thanks to us sure. because that's what he often that's takes the implicit, but that's the that was but what he usually, was yeah but they, that's what they but he doesn't usually let it just be implied <laughs> explicitly states it yeah um, but they did do like, like if you remember like Andy Gray as a pundit and even like the boot room was an amazing mm. when he had you know an hour but he had Canton on that for an hour once yeah, yeah. which was incredible. But Sky has completely evolved and Sky doesn't have a Richard Keyes, Andy Gray dynamic anymore. It has a Carragher Neville dynamic, it has a Soonest Keen dynamic. Mm. That, that They are the clips. Mm. They are the way they have gone now. Mm. They're the things they're looking for. Mm. And they're, they're th- what they were doing would probably seem now just completely quaint and uh, out of touch. Yeah, I don't remember as a final thought. I don't remember arguments or rows being a feature of the Keys and Grey era. Certainly no. not the way it is now. I, 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 it was it was more, because I think the criticism would have been at the time, oh, we get the rows in RTE, you don't get it on. Yeah, Sky. yeah, it's true. It's almost been a reversal of that now, I, I think would be yeah, a, they, they didn't, a general point. No, they, they, they had a certain world view and they just, they just kept to it. So like they kind of, they were, they were on the side of the football, the football men. Mm. And that's that's the that's the and the two of them would offer a, what would offer a view on that. With, that's right. Uh, yeah. Keys uh, Gray's a little bit more of the old prose type, but the two of them would have a view. And because Keys, Keys has written about it even in his blog, like why why would we go on with our quote unquote product and tear it down and mm-hmm. say something's not good enough? Whereas now I feel Roy Keane will certainly go on and say, well, that's rubbish. Or yeah. it's, a, it's a poor game. It's a different uh, viewpoint. And ironically, I think Keys might have been wrong in thinking, well, we can't tear down the product because actually Roy Keane tearing down the product makes the product 20 times more popular. Yeah, yeah. Well, so they've <laughs> just, well you know, the, what, what, Keane, what Keane does is if the product is terrible, you've got also got another, again, like RTE used to do, you've got another show. Mm. There's another game. There's another, just there's another entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Just didn't enjoy the game. Well, we've got some more entertainment yeah, for you, Roy yeah, Keane yeah. and Graeme Gra- Gra- Soonis after the break. Yeah. Uh, all very interesting. It's on YouTube if you're so inclined. I know, not, um, I, I suspect a portion of people listening are saying, oh my God, why have you been talking about Richard Keyes and Andy Gray? What's going on? But but some of us remain uh, fascinated. Did you watch the full Ronaldo interview as a matter of interest? No, I didn't. Okay, I didn't either. I didn't either. Um, I still need to find someone who has. Really? You haven't found anyone? No. To tell me if it's worth giving up an hour and a half. Yeah. I, Twice, I, I think. I know, I couldn't. I, I watched the clips and then I was like, yeah. yeah you're in the majority there. So, um, there we go. Our football show coverage is brought to you by Sky, all the football you love in one place across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports. We will take a short break. Uh, you're welcome back. Our Greys and... Our Greys. That's it, why how come there hasn't ever been a bloody joint nickname for them? Yeah. In all this time. Yeah. 
Grease? Grease. <laughs> Move on. Maybe that's maybe that was the secret of their success and their partnership is they couldn't be merged. Uh, Keys and Grey, are they genuine in talking about their inner thoughts and feelings or just looking for sympathy? Keys reminds me of someone thrown out of a nightclub still shouting and roaring across the street to get attention, says Connor. I certainly thought Grey was genuine when talking about the difficult period. And in fact, who am I to say? Keys wasn't. He's. Ju- I think he's just made a sterner stuff, as Gray has said, as I mentioned in the. I last think. Well, I think he's he, as backside of her. Yeah, and he's also decided. Like it is, he has, the, you know, he's talked about the dark forces that were were at work in the past. You know, he has got that bit of anger and rage about it. That means he is looking for, he's looking for kind of retaliation rather than to be open and just you know talking about his feelings. I think they're what I would say having watched it they're now a bit more comfortable in at least publicly positing the theory we were a bit hard done by it was a bit OTT I think they're comfortable enough now in saying that publicly and Piers Morgan agreed with them which helps <coughs> yeah that's, if, that's where I'd say they are maybe not sympathy but like a yeah but it's also but also that yeah, I think they did, at the same time they're also saying that it was a serious thing they did yes they did yeah yeah they, uh, they and if Sean Massey hadn't used the word banter, they would have even taken it more seriously. It was Indeed. she brought it. She brought a frivolous Her fault. edge yeah. to it. We um, we're out of time. Dion, thanks very much. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. Football on off the ball with Sky. All the football you love in one place across Sky Sports, BT Sport, and Premier Sports.